Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Lexus codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is February 7th as you are hearing this, folks. Let me let me ch- check the math there. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, sometime in February, as you're hearing this, uh, it's one of the most exciting evenings for us. Uh, we get to hear from our fellow conspiracy realists. We're going to have some old friends from real life uh, contact us uh, with some inspirational words. Uh, we're going to, gosh, guys, we really hit a nerve with uh, our recent exploration of Oklahoma. So we'll get to some of that. Before we do any of that, Folks, we sold out. We we we're so excited about the future of the surveillance state. <laughs> How do you like that setup, Matt? Where where are we going? Yes, as we surveil the world and it surveils us back. Mm-hmm. I guess. Do you guys remember when our pal, uh, our complaint department, Jonathan Strickland? Please always email him, Jonathan Strickland at iHeartMedia.com. Do you guys remember when he had those Google glasses? That he was rocking. I mm-hmm. do remember the Google Glass. It was such a flop, kind of. They never even mass produced them. It was just always sort of like a, a beta test for like you know people in the tech space and you know bloggers and podcasters and stuff. So he did get a hold of some of them. Uh, I never really heard much about it beyond that because it turned out people didn't want to wear that on their face all the time. Ah, oh, Google Glass. I actually was kind of interested in that one, but not really. I know Ooh. I was because because it felt like um, 
something you might wear. If it had, if it looked like regular glasses, exactly, dude. then sure. If it didn't look like just the top frame of glasses yeah. with a weird, obvious camera. Yeah. I would, might've been into it. Well, guys, Apple has an answer to all of these you know, questions about how are we going to see the future? How are we going to interact with the future? We can't all be walking around with an Oculus Quest 7 on in 2030. Well, what will we be doing? What will we be doing in 2024? Well, Apple's answer uh, was brought to us by Ye Anointed Bovine, someone who emailed us. Anointed Bovine says, I saw an ad for a new product, Vision Pro by Apple. It's a weird future we're propelling toward. Amazing uses in engineering, but a weird future for sure. They also start at $3,500. You can call me Anointed Bovine. And then Anointed Bovine sent us this video. That's a fun little joke for Sacred Cow. Right? right? Exactly. Uh, this make it, sorry if I'm stating the obvious, but that's cute. So what we are going to do now, everyone is watch this one minute, eight second video, which is an ad from Apple for the Vision Pro. And we're going to react to what we're seeing. And no one but Matt has seen this yet. Oh, really? I've seen an early, I mean, th this was announced a while back mm -hmm. and Apple's clearly so hot on it that they announced it without a release date. So there was a little early look kind of video that I have seen, but I don't think it's this one. It couldn't possibly be the same one. Well... Teaser versus trailer, right? Correct. Well, this is this is the juice, everybody. Uh, we Alexis, we're going to look to you maybe for a reaction if you want, mm. if you choose mm -hmm. to give one. Here we go. Okay. What? So you got, got a guy putting on scuba goggles. I was about to say, yeah. And researching scuba equipment, it looks like, or a boat of some sort. But it looks to be Oculus Quest style yeah. interactions, but mm -hmm. with swimming goggles on. Well, it's like uh, much shorter... I guess, snout for the goggles, well, right? And if anyone's messed with the Quest, that's fine. Uh, you know that it's it's opaque. It's a big plastic front on it. This one has a transparent mm -hmm. front that I believe also can do some AR stuff where it'll project to uh, outward viewers some facsimile of your eyes or expression, or maybe it's actually not clear. It's creating an AI facsimile of what's behind it. We're seeing see they're it interacting changes. with we're the world as travel. though it's normal. Like right, they're, they're yeah. riding on a plane wearing giant Ooh. goggles. Yeah, no one's going to do that. That was nice, the screen-to-screen -screen move from the uh, Vision Pro to a desktop monitor. That was probably the hardest flex there. Uh, but yeah, kids being diverted on an airplane, that's a classic. Well, th meme. that's the thing about Apple, though. Whenever they release a product, at the very least, whatever you say about Apple or Apple fan, you know, stands, you know it's going to integrate with their desk, their other equipment really well. So, like, this is something you could not hook an Oculus Quest up and just have it natively become a second monitor for your for your device. You've got to use all kinds of different cables or whatever, even if it will work at all. Um, and they're obviously going to have it interact with their ecosystem of games, Apple Arcade and stuff like that. They have iMessages popping up in front of people's faces and people are opening their I messages the whole like Gestures. touching a screen and yes. get in space it's, that it's, you see it's like in like Minority Mission Impossible movies. It's yeah. like Minority yeah. Report is what it is. Yeah, but they also show a man in his kitchen mm -hmm. kicking a soccer ball around with what appears to be his offspring, like as though he's just interacting with his family wearing these giant effing goggles. <laughs> sure. Like it's cool, it's normal, everybody's mm -hmm. fine with it. The kids like, mm -hmm. hey, dad. 
dad. That's just what dad looks like now. Hey, dad. Yeah, offspring, not as in the band, but like his, Mm -hmm. they appear to be his children. The children he allegedly sired. Allegedly. Is the kid wearing the glasses too or no? On the airport, on the airline, the kid is wearing the glasses. The idea is it's normalized for everybody who can pay a minimum price of 350 US dollars. No, 3,500. $3, well, obviously, I'm not going to get them. But 3, <laughs> I'm not going to dox them here, but I do have a friend that has pre ordered theirs and it is supposed to be arriving soon. And it's a friend I spend a lot of time with. Uh, so he's going to bring it up when he comes to hang out. So you're going to be hanging out with somebody wearing these goggles pretty soon. Well, the funny thing is, is they, he and his, his family were visiting recently and I kind of dusted off the old Oculus Quest that Matt turned me on to. So Matt, don't act like a, a, a VR elitist here. Like this is some world that terrifies you. Tell us what it is that gives you pause about this particular VR. Really picture it. Really imagine hanging out with somebody wearing these goggles. Let's just imagine uh, all of us hanging out together and we've got your friend who's going to be wearing the, these things, right? What is that? Inter- how does that change our interaction with this person? I would really rethink my relationship with that friend. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I mean, really, like, maybe it's fine. Maybe it is the same thing as us just having our cell phones with us and being preoccupied with what's happening on that screen. Maybe it is that. But to me, it's not that. It's not it's, meant um, to be worn and mixed company, though. That's, that's what just Apple. Doing in the ad. Yeah, that's I know, what but it's that's meant Apple. to. That's literally what it's meant to be. Like it's wow, meant to be that, on you at all times, like a cell phone. That's bullcrap. Yes. Nobody's gonna go for it. I mean, if people go for that, I I pity the fool. To quote Mr. T, I just nobody, think that's a real. Nobody lost money investing in stupidity. Well, okay, so <laughs> there are many futurists who have posited, and we've had the discussion on the show, that we are already cyborgs because of our relationships with our phones, right? Sure. And it's wild. rewired our brains in some so, way, shape, or form, right? Yes. We are we are inexorably tied to these things. We cannot be anywhere without them. We have anxieties when we don't know where our phone is. Mm-hmm. Like we, I think we collectively all feel that. Is it the same thing as wearing this kind of augmented reality, true cyborgian thing. Like, I, is it the same? It's a necessary step. I mean, it's a, it's like, a, you know, when you see those old school textbook pictures of the evolution of primates, right? Uh, this kind of technology right now, it's sort of in the middle of that spectrum because the next step, obviously Elon Musk just announced or Elon, whatever, just announced the, uh, the first human brain implant. You guys saw that. So that this stuff is, as you said, Matt, inexorable, it's inevitable. It's on the way. The next step is going to be, it'll be more, uh, popularized, the less intrusive it appears, right? So the closer you get to contacts or something that people already recognize, like spectacles. Well, if you guys are familiar with the game Cyberpunk, uh, which I know you are because we've talked about it, but there's actually a really great anime, accompanying anime made by the same Project Red or CD, something like that, that is quite good. And it's all about this hardware, people being able to afford the hardware implants. It creates this varying strata of sort of haves and have nots, because if you can't afford to get your your muscles beefed up with tech, you're not going to win in a fight against a school bully who's from like a higher class, you know, uh, strata of society. Um, Matt, I keep keep picking on you here, but how is this? It, it depends on your your behavior towards it. How is this any different than 
you or I trading back and forth the VR while we cast it to a TV and watching each other play Beat Saber or, you know, do the plank game. Like this, this really requires a difference in behavioral attitudes towards these things. And I guess Apple's pushing for that with their marketing, but it doesn't necessarily mean people are going to go for it. And I would argue the people that do go for it are going to look like a-holes. Well, it, I think the difference is it's 10 times more expensive than an Oculus Quest 2 was when I got one, right? True. First, that's the first thing. The second thing is I almost immediately stopped using that piece of hardware, mm-hmm. except to work out. There's a boxing thing I used on it, and that was it. I didn't see a use for it, really. I guess that's where I'm going there, first of all. And it is a solitary thing. So I had to choose to just hang out alone and play around with myself and my yeah, Oculus. Keep it. We're keeping <laughs> it in, Doc. Keep it. <laughs> but but, but like, I had to yeah. choose to do that and like spend my time that way. I would pose there's also a difference between like, I'm going to sit down and play this game versus I am living my life and interacting with my children and other people with this thing on my face. Wonderful point. That's a wonderful point. And I'm only picking on you because you're the one that like brought the quest over the first time. And I, that was the first time I'd ever really messed with one. And I hadn't picked mine up in a long, long time either until this kid who's friends with my kid, who's actually the, the kid of the person that's getting the, <laughs> the thing you're talking about, picked mine up and started playing with it. And I was like, oh, I forgot. There's things that are fun about this. But what we've been doing is casting it to the TV while one person does it. So the rest of them can see what they're seeing and also make fun of them for looking silly. It's just kind of a fun party game. That's that how makes I'm sense. looking at it. That's I guess what I'm so. looking at. I put, um, I don't, Matt, you and I talked about, I have a quest as well. I was super turned off by the requirement to have a login to Facebook or Meta. And and so like you, Matt, also having a quest, the best way to say it is it solved problems I did not have. Right. So like it, it's fun to explore. The proprioception is scientifically quite fascinating. Uh, however, in my the way your mind accepts what's being presented to it. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. However, in my cost benefit analysis, just personally, uh, just one one person uh, uh, in my cost benefit analysis, the erosion of privacy outweighed the novelty of something that was clearly this is like. The quest was like early adopter technology, right? It's yeah. it's like a it's like an early version of a car. The next thing or the next two or three things are going to be where I think the Overton window shifts, where the and data this becomes, becomes more valuable because you're taking it places and you're using it out in the world, right? Is that what you're getting at, Matt? Uh, like this becomes a much more robust tracker and and capturer oh of my data. God, because yeah. you're taking it. The, the quest isn't really because you're just in your living room. So what what useful information does it have? It knows how often I play Beat Saber or freaking you know Job Simulator. But like this one, if people use it the way they're suggesting, it'll know exactly where you're going. It'll capture everything around you in 360 degrees of it could you know of data. Yeah, I, I got a scenario for you. Uh, imagine you show up. At a pretty nice restaurant that you've planned a date with, somebody you found on one of these apps, right? Sure. You and you show up and you sit down, and the person walks in wearing these goggles. I'm gone, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm gone. Or I'm like, are you joking? I'm sorry. And, and there's gonna be rules. Restaurants are gonna make like wearing a hat. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm, this is just baffled my mind. Yeah, please, Beth, continue. Weren't there issues with Google Glass? Like for a little yes. bit, it was it, were banned privacy issues. In San issues. Francisco. 
Yeah, specifically in, in tech bro country. But there's also, I mean, there's also the other side of that coin, which is that at some point that may become like things become normalized so insidiously quickly and rapidly. You know, if you if you travel a lot, you may have noticed that facial recognition was once an option for customs, uh, and it is increasingly required, uh, and something similar may happen. Like right now, in the uh, surveillance state of the West, or the global West, uh, in the U.S. in particular, uh, it is considered anomalous and notable to not have a cell phone. Not quite a red flag, but it is a thing that stands out. And perhaps, if not Vision Pro, something after Vision Pro, some descendant thereof will hit that that cell phone moment. I don't know. Maybe this is me being the old man shouting at clouds, but I don't see that happening. I don't see mass adoption of this. Um, a because it's too expensive, and B it's just kind of idiotic. Well, that's know. what I'm talking about. The descendant, not yeah, this. Okay, fair enough. That's exactly. I see exactly that vision. You're they're playing the long game. Okay, giving Ben because I think at some point. This is the kind of technology if, you know, put out in like version five where everybody is encouraged through incentives to have a 24 seven stream from their perspective, right? That they are doing. Oh, did you see Ben's stream uh, last Friday? This crazy thing happened. Or people are tuning in. People are commenting. People are like checking in on your stream to see where you are and what you're doing. And you can check in on theirs. And like just a seamless communication. It is, to me, it's horrifying. That's the Black Mirror episode, the entire history of you. It is literally that episode. If, and is. this is a piece of technology that gets us through that first half step, right, of actually having wearable technology beyond something that we hold in our hands that would allow us to do that and to serve commercials. And we would get served commercials and oh, mm-hmm. anointed bovine. No, thank you. I'm going to say one last thing. I'm going to shut up. Um, I just I think Apple has also very rarely placed a bet that didn't win. You know what I mean? When they go all in on a technology, it usually takes the frick off. Uh, I can't think of anything that they've put out and put all of their marketing efforts behind that has failed. Maybe you can, maybe like a, a certain generation of iPod or something. But in general, they are disruptors in this space. That sort of reminded me of when they like forcefully put a U2 album on everybody's phone. That failed. <laughs> that, that, that failed. <laughs> it did fail. But specifically, it makes me think about like if people are wearing this Apple Vision thing, like I'm thinking mm-hmm. about what Matt said about ads and also mm-hmm. the idea of like what can sort of forcefully be put in front of your eyes in that yeah. regard. That was sort of the thought that hit me right there. Think about emergency alerts on cell phones and then magnify uh, yeah. that. Right. But what would you do for an extra 20, maybe a hundred, maybe thousand dollars a month? Like if you had this technology, I bet there are people out there that would use you as a node for quite a bit of money. A hundred percent. What do you mean a node? A note of data of like what's mm-hmm. happening in this area. Well, what is think about the traff like the tracking on this thing and what Ben said, the tracking on that thing, but the visual data that you're you would constantly be getting, the audio data you'd be getting. Real time processing of think troublesome things like protests, for instance. Oh my god. Uh, it, especially <laughs> considering also, you know, economy of scale. Like the easier it is to say yes to stuff like this, 
And not to sound like a Luddite, but the easier it is to say yes to stuff like this, uh, the more people have it creating a feedback loop, which means it is cheaper to produce an individual iteration of the project and people want to keep up with the Joneses. So the next deal you get is, hey, this just like what happens with cell phones, great case study. Hey, this is three thousand five hundred U.S. dollars now. However, if you go with a provider or agree to a certain regimen of ads, oh, yeah, then, oh. then it's only, you know, 1000 or 1500 Did you guys see the BlackBerry movie? That moment, that aha moment when the BlackBerry people realized that's what Apple was doing and that's literally what tanked BlackBerry. That was like the big kind of turning point of that story. Fascinating. Dude, think about when you Target spends a great deal of time and money trying to figure out what you as an individual want, what you're interested in, what you're willing to buy, what you're not buying, even though you're showing interest on their website or their app. Mm -hmm. Think about when you go into Kroger and they're trying to do the same things. What does this individual want that is also in this social strata, in this economic strata? Mm -hmm. What if they are willing to give you those deals too? Just where you're, what is this thing called? Apple Vision Pro or whatever? Yeah. Wear that when you shop in Target next time. And it's going to measure your reaction to certain shirts that you're looking at in a line or certain food products. Mm-hmm. Think about also how when the Kroger Plus or whatever loyalty card came out, it mm-hmm. gave you a discount as the prices purposely, gradually, frogs boiling, rose, such that now if you go there without a card, if you go to a lot of places without a card, you are paying extra because you have refused to submit your information to the system. That is 10-10 what is happening or what will happen. Really quickly before we go, I just want you guys to peep this link I put in the chat. Oh, it's the blue blocker. What is that? It's from Back to the Future 2. It's like an accessory that exists in Back to the Future 2. It looks exactly like what we're talking about. And it's it's by JVC, you'll see on the side, which is like a big company in the 80s, you know? They made of camcorders and stuff. I mean, this is this is the future we were promised by Back to the Future too. Finally coming coming to fruition. All right, uh, final word, Alexis. Are you getting one? I was about to curse, um, <laughs> so I'll say F no. And also to answer your earlier question, like if somebody showed up to that, like on a date, or I was mm-hmm. hanging out with somebody and they put them on, I would roast the absolute yeah. beep out of them. Yes. You heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. There is a there is a certain standard to romance on stuff they don't want you to know. Ah, beautiful. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back with more messages from you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we've returned after that illuminating conversation about the future that is the present. That is a little bit terrifying and really dorky. Um, but uh, let's refresh. Let's do a little reset and refresh, recycle, reduce, reuse, and hear a message from a uh, listener of the show and someone I'd, I'd consider to have become a pal of mine. Um, we're going to go by their nickname, Moons of Athos. And I'm going to read some uh, segments of this lovely email that Moons wrote us. My name is Moons of Athos. He gives the real name. I'm not sure. He didn't. He gave us permission to use the nickname, so I'm not going to give the real name. I'm a musician and multimedia specialist from the southeast of Ireland, currently based in Berlin, Germany. Hopefully Noel remembers me from his visit to Berlin just about two years ago now. Of course I remember you, Moons. We had lovely pints together, and it was great. We actually hung out twice. Um, it was great meeting you that time. Man, I had a blast hanging out with you, Frank, and your other mates in the metal bars here. It's true. We went to some awesome metal bars, of which there are copious amounts in Berlin. Just wanted to touch base with you guys since I've been listening for about six and a half years now. Also, on the latest Listener Mail episode, Missing in Missouri, Corruption in Illinois, Australian Insight. You guys put out a call for art inspired even loosely by your podcasts. So here it goes. I play guitar and write music in a post-rock, post-metal band called Sky Trumpets. We're going to get to where that name came from, or the inspiration. Ben and Noel, I know you both follow us on Instagram, many thanks for that. But since so many of us conspiracy realists have so much in common, I thought it might be worth sharing this with the wider community, especially since I'm working on new material to release later this year. So many of us, being the fun type of weirdos, who worship at the altar of Fox Mulder and Dana Scully, find endless pleasures in rewatching Agent Cooper visit Twin Peaks each spooky season. And seemingly a lot of us are also arts practitioners uh, and gear nerds in our respective fields, recalling Noel and I's conversation about studio equipment, vintage synths, and guitar gear. Maybe a weird droney ambient metal band from the south coast of Ireland can be another common interest for more of the community. Uh, the story goes that I began writing music for what would become Sky Trumpets about the same time I found your podcast in October 2017 when I lived in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, I remember the feeling of delight at working a job which didn't require too much brain power, my first office job as an intern, and loving sinking into your podcast each day. I think I began with episodes on the Flatwoods Monster, uh, Elisa Lamb, and the interview with the guy who ran the Bigfoot Museum, David Bacara, right? Bacara? Yeah, I love that guy. Um, 
It was great to hear a bunch of guys talking about this stuff and not taking it too seriously, while also not talking down on the fun cryptid stories, and similarly not taking sick pleasure in talking about true crime and conspiracy cases like some other podcasts seem to do. Um, this, alongside the binge-watching uh, of The Walking Dead from the beginning at the time, allowed me to come up with the first Sky Trumpet song, Crime Project. The idea of it was that it would be the soundtrack playing in my synesthetic brain while listening to your podcast or if I were in a real-life TWD uh, situation. I moved back to Ireland just before Christmas 2017 to complete my degree. Six months later, some of my musician mates had heard this demo of Crime Project and asked me to be a part of a live band for this music uh, if I was planning on starting one. Well, now I was. Now we need a name, right? I wanted something epic, almost biblical. Some of my favorite post-rock bands have names that really suit the biblical, cathartic, spiritual sound of their music. Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Personal favorite. Ben, I know you're a fan as well. Uh, God is an astronaut. Explosions in the sky. Cloud kicker. If these trees could talk. So I like the idea of sky in there somewhere. I remember hearing the term sky trumpets mentioned by Ben on one of the episodes talking about the phenomena of weird noises seemingly without a source occurring around the world. Uh, I think it was when you were discussing the Windsor hum, maybe. Anyway, when I remembered the term, it felt like the nice snap of two Lego bricks in my head. That had to be our band name. I mentioned it to the guys, and they liked it. Um, it's the last bit here I'm going to read. Ben, my fellow synesthete. It's worth noting that Sky Trumpets is not just a band, but a multimedia project. One of my goals with this project was to create abstract films for each song based off of my own music, matching or mismatching colors intentionally in my head, grouping songs together for certain releases based on their colors, writing set lists based on songs, colors, etc. And Sky Trumpets music has been the most explicit example of this uh, since we are instrumental. I have built a few music visualizers to try to visualize my synesthesia for live performances, admittedly to varying degrees of success, but hoping to have it usable later this year in a more coherent format than I've done before. Um, I just think this is super cool. He talks a little bit about number stations. He goes on to talk about some other projects that he's involved in. But before I toss it to the group, just highly recommend you check out Sky Trumpets. Uh, they're on Instagram, and there's the link in bio situation that links you out to a lot of these other projects. Um, so man, thanks to, thanks to moons of Athos for this lovely trip down memory lane, a, uh, for some of these topics and just for doing exactly what Ben sent the call out to have people share with us making art, you know, out of some of the stuff that we talk about. It's a, it's a real honor. I want to shout out something moon said at the end here that we did not read yet. Uh, Moon says, might I make a suggestion while I'm here for this year's spooky season? Maybe you could bring back the segment of reading out listeners ghost stories. I think we should do more of that this year. Anybody who's listening and we could do those year round. It doesn't have to be spooky season. It's always Halloween in America. <laughs> yeah. Or at the very least, you know, on stuff that I want you to know. We love it. Um, also, uh, he, he said that he uh, another band that he's in that's uh, kind of a, a queer punk band is how he described it, uh, Skin on Flesh, which you can find at Skin on Flesh Band, uh, recently had a song featured in the latest cyberpunk DLC. We, we were talking about cyberpunk a little while ago, so that's pretty cool uh, for an indie type band to have their song featured in a, in a game like that. That's good money and good exposure. So well, well done. Well done, y'all. I listened to a bit of thinking hours from Sky Trumpets, and I really did enjoy what I was hearing. And uh, awesome work. Mm -hmm. You came to the right place, Moon. 
<laughs> Thanks yeah, I, I guess I should have maybe written him back to ask if we could play a sample on the show. Um, so maybe we'll leave a space here just for a little sample in the in the event that I hear back from him with permission um, before this airs. I'm going to recommend around two minutes in in thinking hours when the the drums really kick in. I dig it. Make this a shorty, Ben. I mean, any thoughts about the specifically the uh, visual aspects of this? Trying to recreate the experience of synesthesia. I think that's so cool. Yeah, agreed. As we said, uh, you can find the website uh, experiment64.com uh, where you can we can learn more about this stuff. And these are the kind of letters we love. Anything that we in this show do that somehow inspires our fellow listeners makes it worth it i would argue you know what i mean and we've got uh again as you pointed out noel uh we do always ask for permission before we air or share your stuff because it is your stuff uh but keep them coming this is just awesome it really makes our day i think collectively or makes our evening well let's take a quick break um hear a word from our sponsor and then come back with another message from you Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
And we have returned with a bit of a roundup. We are going to share a couple of different emails from some of our fellow conspiracy realists, all commenting about the same thing. Quite recently, folks, as you may recall, we discussed an intensely troubling story about human trafficking and the gray market cannabis trade in Oklahoma. It appears, gang, that we have hit a bit of a nerve in a good way because we had a ton of people writing to us and and many calling us likely as well uh, who were responding and saying largely the same thing, agreeing with our take on the recent news and telling us it goes much, much deeper. So what I'm thinking we could do is just a brief recap of the story we first found and then uh, some helpful responses from from our friends in Oklahoma. So uh, the quick recap is this. Two men were recently convicted of a drug trafficking conspiracy. Chinese nationals, uh, they were they were popped for illegally trafficking cannabis from an Oklahoma grow operation. Oklahoma does have uh, medical marijuana laws. So there are ways to legally grow, distribute, sell weed. Uh, but what we found was that there were a lot of strings leading away from this. Uh, it had been politicized by some authorities as a way of like arguing for a border wall. It had been, uh, turned into, you know, a little bit of somewhat racist xenophobia. But uh, Noel Matt, I was shocked by how many people wrote to us about this. Did you see some of these emails? We got quite a few. Yeah, I did. And um, it was nice to get a little bit of meat on the bones around what's going on on the ground, you know, in Oklahoma and the relationship with cannabis in terms of the questions we asked. Like, wait, is it legal? Why Ooh. isn't it legal? Like, just like the there seems to be some wrenches in the works in terms of making that happen. And it's sort of an odd situation from, from some of the perspectives that I caught a glimpse of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed fully. And uh, we've not been to Oklahoma or wait, let me check this code name doc. Have you been to Oklahoma? I have. I passed through there um, when I toured with that metal band that I told you about. Oh, that's right. But I didn't stay. You didn't stay. I also dated a guy from Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Do you want to shout about on the air? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay. So at least we have one person who's had some boots on the ground here. Uh, our first letter says, hi, my name is Whitney. Uh, I own a medical marijuana dispensary in Durant, Durant Oklahoma, uh, and I am thrilled you guys covered the human trafficking issue. It's the worst kept secret in the state, especially in our industry. We've been trying to bring attention to the horrors that are happening all around us. We've been to farms that were housing workers from Asia, and we immediately knew something was wrong. They're in the middle of nowhere. No cell service. Not much law enforcement. They're living in warehouses with bunk beds. Uh, these groups have shady business practices. They don't follow the regulatory guidance. Uh, so this dispensary has never bought any of their products. Uh, by the way, this is Magnolia City Apothecary. I love the word apothecary. Me too. We should use that more often, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's actually a really cool tape label called Oris Apothecary. Love it. Uh, and Whitney continues and says that for the past couple of years, this has been kind of like the Wild West. 
lots of open spaces, not much oversight. The Russian mafia may have also caught on to this trafficking. We're starting to see their farms pop up. They guard their farms with armed security and machine guns. Stuff is wild. Sorry, Whitney, editing for a family show. Uh, And Whitney says, hoping law enforcement continues to shut down these outfits that are exploiting these people. Then we got another recommendation directing us to an Instagram account called healthy.buffalo that talks about, uh, that has a story with someone who had to deal with the crazy issues concerning the Oklahoma marijuana industry. Uh, And I looked into this. It seems that the state is, as this this conspiracy realist says, the state has been trying to shut down those illegal grow farms. They're owned by out-of-state or out-of-country owners. The paperwork filed with the state of Oklahoma has ghost owners. Sadly, I read some of these ghost owners were lawyers. Imagine that. I have read and watched the shutdown of many illegal farms, and I've read about executions of foreign workers at these illegal grow farms. This is nuts. Uh, This person also recommends we go to oklahoma.gov slash OMMA for more information. And these are just like a couple of the things. I didn't know it went this deep, but we talked about this a little bit, right? We talked about how there appeared to be more at work than just two sketchy dudes. 100%. And I mean, it's another one of these examples where prohibition of any kind often yields uh, a a smokescreen with which to conduct all kinds of shady business under Mm. behind whatever you do with a smokescreen (laughs) around just in the air. You know know what I mean though? Like if if it weren't, if there weren't an aspect of this that were kind of off book, then they wouldn't have been able to disguise a lot of these other like mega shady activities. Mm -hmm. Agreed a hundred percent. And there are more letters that we received. One is from the circumspect coyote who says, good day, gentlemen. As I listened to your strange news segment on human trafficking in Oklahoma, I could only think, yep, that's about par for the course. In 2002, says our friendly coyote, the John Pickle Company in Tulsa had brought in a number of Indian nationals and sequestered them on the property and made them into de facto slaves. These individuals were here legally on a work visa, but those visas and any personal identification was taken from them and held hostage to ensure their cooperation. They were drawn in under the banner of higher pay in select fields. Then they were subjected to $2 an hour wages, poor living and work conditions, and no freedom. And this coyote works in records or did work in records at the Tulsa Police Department for years and says human trafficking comes up constantly. And maybe again, you know, maybe we were just a bit unfamiliar or naive, but I I think most Americans outside of Oklahoma do not immediately think of human trafficking when they think of that state. We all thought of the musical. Well, yeah. And I think that's not an accident, right? I mean, I I hate the term because it seems dismissive, but oftentimes people will describe Oklahoma as a flyover state. You know, a lot of those those states sort of in the middle um, are often off the radar of mainstream reporting, uh, which is what allows things like this to maybe go on for longer unnoticed. Yeah, that's a really good point. The 
it's easy to ignore it, you know, and it reminds me a little bit of the situation that can happen with immigrant workers in Middle Eastern countries. Totally. You, you travel and then the person employing you possesses your documents and may may indeed take possession of your passport. It's a very, very dangerous thing. And, and also Coyote points out that uh, these people would be controlled by having threats made against their family members. And a lot of them came from uh, U.S. cities, from Los Angeles or New York. And then Coyote shares with us a story from the Oklahoman from 2008. So it gives us a sense of how long this kind of stuff has been happening. In this case, there were 52 captive workers from India who were, who were basically laboring in forced servitude. And it took one... The way the Oklahoma puts it is it took one, quote unquote, crazy Christian to intervene. The implication being that law enforcement wasn't doing anything. I do have to point out one thing that maybe will lighten the mood just a little bit. And again, I apologize if this is stating the obvious, but I love that this coyote is circumspect rather than wily. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just throwing that out there in case it flew by anybody. Some clever Nikki names coming through on today's episode. And then Crystal writes to us uh, saying much the same thing uh, and points out specifically the history of uh, the history of medical marijuana in the state. Uh, Crystal says, quote, since medical marijuana was legalized in Oklahoma in 2018, there have been big repercussions. The law was rushed through with little real oversight of grow licensing or regulation in the issuance of medical licenses. And pause there, because that's something we've seen with pretty much every medical marijuana state, right? Like, I have glaucoma, maybe, or a vague sense of oh, unease. It's a loophole. Yes, a million percent. I mean, you know, that's why it's comical that uh, there's something, whether it philosophically or whatever, that's preventing these states from taking that leap to, to pure recreation, because it's obviously going to mean more money because it just opens the floodgates. But yeah, I mean, when California went legal for you know medical all you'd hear was stories about people saying generalized anxiety right. disorder, mm -hmm. which is honestly something that I don't think smoking weed would, would help very much. It tends to make people more anxious, but I, I guess it depends so. on the strain. But yeah, it's weird. Like why are where why are people getting log jammed between medical and recreational? Mm -hmm. Like Georgia is so puritanical in the way that we handle that stuff that I think we've only got medical in a very specific situation that involves not even the smokable flower, just the like Teacher. pills. Or, yeah. I think is what it's called. And it's apparently kind of bull crap. You know, it doesn't really <laughs> right. do the job. It only went over the finish line in the state's legislative body because, uh, <laughs> because some, some politician promised it would not be fun. <laughs> they they literally said, don't worry, no one's getting high. No one has a new appreciation of bass lines or ambient music, right? This is just medicine. And we see that kind of puritanical is a perfect word. We see this occur in a lot of other states. You know, I think for a long time in in Michigan, you could just say that you were a fan of Michigan State and they would they would sign you up for a for, <laughs> they would sign you up for some weed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to um, make that true. It's too late, Doc. You can't stop us. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no comment. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know if I have a heck of a lot to add here. I'd obviously throw to Matt, but he's um, he's dealing with some home uh, renovation stuff. He had to jump away for a minute, mm-hmm. lest you worry that uh, that he's being so quiet. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, Ben. Anything else to any other noteworthy? Responses yes. to that topic. Okay, got it. Yeah, let's end on uh, let's end on just one or two more things that are important for us non-Oklahomans to know. Uh, continuing with Crystal, by law, a grow operation in Oklahoma is required to be owned in majority by a resident of the state. A year or two ago, it was discovered that foreign owners were using Oklahoma law firms as straw man owners, and hundreds of grows were shut down. The state stopped issuing new licenses. It's still reworking the system. Many of these illicit operations work with drug cartels, as well as using, quote unquote, not so legal employment methods. All of this does unfortunately make a great cover for moving things and people for nefarious purposes. Even before the grow problem, Oklahoma has been a hub for human trafficking, add major cartel and gang activity. There are several interstates crossing in Oklahoma City, so it's very easy to lose track of suspicious vehicles and to get Ooh, things. Yeah. Good point. good point. Right? Crossroads. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's easy to obscure all these movements. No, I, I'm so glad that this hit a nerve because this was news to all of us. And the more we hear back from you conspiracy realists out there the picture the pieces really start to come into full focus and like of course this makes sense and it's just gosh we wouldn't be able to do that without you you know yeah i'm still writing back to everyone but i want to thank all our fellow conspiracy realists for weighing in with this firsthand experience the major highways that uh that a lot of our oklahoman friends are talking about are i-35 i-40 and i-44 there is a huge problem with potential trafficking. Uh, there is a lot of political controversy here. I think, uh, just to keep this one short, I think the best way for us to end, before we thank everybody for tuning in, is, back. is, <laughs> is to let you know, hey, Matt, welcome back, uh, is, is to let you know that if you suspect a case of human trafficking here in the United States, it is very important for you to speak up because often this stuff only functions because people ignore fairly obvious signs. So if you suspect a case of human trafficking, please do contact 1-888-373-7888. That's 1-888-373-7888. That's the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And folks, this stuff does matter. Human trafficking is a real conspiracy. Sad that I missed this. I, I looked through the messages that we got uh, that you compiled there, Ben, and it's just really intense. And sorry, I wasn't here for that discussion. Uh, I did just learn that you can get a brand new garage door for significantly less than an mm-hmm. Apple Vision Pro. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. to know. Pretty soon you'll have to have a Vision Pro to buy a garage door. Right? <laughs> it's coming or some version of it. I also had a great conversation with a, a friend of the show who was saying the United States needs a new deal to improve things in this country. But people are so sensitive to names. Uh, we were trying to figure out what you would call a new deal to get voters on board. And we came up with an idea you guys are going to love. Wait for it. America Plus. Oh. <laughs> and hey, I got a pitch for you guys. How about this? Okay, ready? You ready? Virtual garage door. Boom. 
Just chew on that. Whoa. In the metaverse. Whatever you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, fellow conspiracy realists, thank you as always so much for tuning in. You are the best part of the show. We would love for you to join up with us. We can't wait to hear your thoughts. We try to be easy to find online, even if you don't have an Apple Vision Pro. That's true. Not necessary. Our barrier of entry is quite low. Uh, you have actually three ways you can get in touch with us. First is on the internet, where you can reach us at the handle Conspiracy Stuff. Or we exist on Facebook, or we have a Facebook group. Here's where it gets crazy, is what that's called. We also exist under that handle on YouTube and also on X, FKA Twitter. If you'd rather find us on Instagram and TikTok, we're Conspiracy Stuff Show. Hey, you want to call us? Use our voicemail system. It's 1-833-STDWYTK. Put the number in your phone as a contact, and you might get a call back accidentally or very, very purposefully. Be like Ducky, who called us about small-town corruption in Johnson City, Tennessee. Something we may have to talk about in the future. Looking at you, Ben, especially because I think you might even know where that place is. Just because of where you have existed previously, sir. Uh, When you do call in, give yourself a cool nickname and let us know if we can use your message on the air. If you don't want to use that system, why not use our email system? We are... The people who read every email we get. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.